Mosaic believes that the church is designed to be a genuine community of people, creating a safe space of belonging for all, seeking to serve our neighbors with the compassion of God, providing opportunities to learn to be more like Jesus, and living life well together. This can't happen in a one-hour time slot on Sunday mornings, yet we desire to be a worshiping, missional community in Clayton, North Carolina. Visit MosaicClayton.com or find us on Facebook, Mosaic Church of Clayton. In a series talking about the different I am statements, um, this morning we are going to talk about um, I am the true vine. We're going to read from John 15. Um, so this morning, I want you to follow along with me um, as we're reading. If you have a Bible and you want to open that, open that. <clears throat> the youth know I'm like a huge advocate of having like a paper Bible. Um, and I, because you can just like write all in it, y'all. Like it's just, I don't know, it's just like right there for you. Like the last 10 years of my life is just like right here and I like know what God has done. It's like a journey of my faith. Anyways, I'm not going to argue that because Andy would argue the opposite. Um, so I'm going to read from John 15 and I'm going to start in verse 1. So if you will follow along with me or of course you can look up there. And this is Jesus speaking. He says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. This is my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Let's pray together. God, this morning we are so grateful for the words of Jesus. Um, we're so grateful to have scripture to be able to um, to be able to read, to be able to provide comfort and provide wisdom. God, this morning I pray that you speak through me. I pray that you open all of our hearts and our minds to hear what you are saying. Amen. So as Jesus is speaking this, and Jesus speaks in parables a lot, and so a parable, basically, we all know what a parable is, right? He's, he's using these simple and familiar stories to kind of illustrate something that's really important. So that's kind of what he's doing here in John 15. He's using the vine and the branches, which is something that, like, the people who are really religious would have, they would have connected with this. They would have immediately known. We may not immediately 
you'd be like, oh yeah, Vine, I know exactly how that works. Um, at least I, I wasn't like that. Um, but the people that Jesus were speaking to would have known that. So if you can imagine, Jesus is kind of gathered with his closest friends. He's gathered with his disciples. He knows that the cross is coming. Um, and what he wants to do is he wants to prepare the disciples for that because it's kind of getting ready to like rock their world. Um, and so what I hear a lot when I'm reading this and what kind of stuck out to me just even just now as I'm reading it is the word remain. I feel like I said that 59 times just now. Um, we know what the word remain means. The word remain means to continue um, and so Jesus is talking to people who already have a relationship with, this, with him. He's telling them to continue to be in relationship with him. So like I just said, he's talking to his disciples. He's talking to people who already know him. Um, and he's telling them over and over and over again, remain in me, remain in me. I will remain in you. And if you think about it, the disciples are used to Jesus physically being present with them, right? They're used to him walking alongside of them. Um, they can call on him whenever they want, ask him questions. They're with him all the time. And that's about to change. Jesus is not going to be physically present with them anymore. And so Jesus is really trying to encourage them and prepare them for what that is. Remain in me and I will remain in you. I'm, I'm not leaving you. Continue to seek me. I'm not leaving you. I won't be physically here, but I will still be here with you. But seeing, seeing somebody in person is not quite the same as like hearing them or like calling them on the phone, right? Right? Yeah, like we're about to, come on y'all, like turn up. Um, anyways, so, so Jesus was trying to prepare them for that because it wouldn't be the same. Their relationship with him was going to look different, but he needed them to be confident that he was still going to be there, still going to be present with them. He was, he was still going to be alive. It was just going to look a little different. And he wasn't going to be alive in the sense that they had understood him for as long as they had been walking with him. He needed them to know that he wasn't going to desert, desert, <laughs> desert them. He was preparing them for the moment he wouldn't be physically present. And he uses the vine to explain that. So, if we go to the next slide... Actually, it might be, yeah, yeah. So this is what I did. I did some research on a grapevine because I had no clue anything about a grapevine. If you ask me to grow anything, it will die. Um, so there's that. Um, but basically, I, I went and I, I read all about all these different things and what they do. So basically, some different parts to talk about. First, you have the root system. You can kind of see that at the bottom. And then you have the trunk. So the root system and the trunk, these things are permanent. And they are what is supporting the above ground vegetation. And I hope this is all like correct because if some of y'all know how to like, y'all got like a vineyard in your backyard, it's going to be hilarious if I'm wrong. Um, so <laughs> these things are permanent. The root system, the trunk, um, the main part of this vine is permanent and they are support for the above ground vegetation. And when the trunk is fully developed, it has branches on it. And um, from these branches are, you see where it says shoots or canes over there? 
So from these branches come up those shoots or those canes. And so the branches are connected to this trunk. The canes and the shoots, those are where like the buds are going to come up um, in the spring when they start to um, when they start to bloom. And so what happens is that the trunk and the roots are providing energy that nourishes and sustains the branches. So Jesus is comparing himself to this trunk and these roots, right? He's saying, I'm, I'm the vine. Um, so he is what is nourishing and sustaining those who love him. Um, his disciples, they, they wouldn't be able to physically see him anymore. We can't physically see him anymore. But if we're connected to, the, to him, just like the shoots and the canes, just like the branches are connected to this main part of the vine, if we're connected to him, then we still have nourishment. We are still, still sustained, um, and we still have that energy that's coming up. Um, we, can't stay, we can't see Jesus with us, um, but we can stay closely connected to him and he will make sure that we get what we need. Um, so Jesus, as always, is a little bold here. So like what happens if we don't um, remain connected to the vine? He's like, oh, well, you're a branch thrown away, withered. I'm about to, you can be thrown in the fire over there. Um, I, I don't know about y'all, but that's like... I don't know, it just kind of like gets me when I read it. I'm like, do I want to be that branch that's just like tossed aside, thrown in the fire? Um, no, thank you. Um, I think I'll just stay where the nourishment is. Um, so the reader knows, we know as we're reading this, those who were hearing Jesus saying, saying this, they knew that like being away from the vine, being away from Jesus meant absence of life. The thing that gives nutrients, the thing that gives life, that vine. If we're apart from that, then we, we are not living. We don't have any nutrients. We don't have any energy. The branches cannot exist without the vine. They're as good as broken tree branches just laying on the ground that we step on and walk all over. Jesus said that no branch can live, let alone produce fruit by itself. So if we're not connected to the vine, if we're not connected to Jesus, then not only are we not living, but we're not producing fruit at all. Um, our spiritual life and our ability to serve God effectively depend on us being connected to him. This is very true in my life. Um, I feel like if I have days where... I am not in the Word. I'm not praying. Um, I'm who, who knows what. Something's happened. Maybe I'm bitter. But if I'm just not with God, I'm not connected to God that day, I, I'm a hot mess. Like, it's just not a good day. Like, I'm ill. I'm, like, snappy with people. Um, Morgan's back there smiling because she's like, yo. And so it's like, okay. Um, so <laughs> my spiritual life... Um, is greatly affected, who I am is greatly affected by me being connected to God. So really the only thing that Jesus is telling us here is that we need to stay connected to the vine. It's that simple, y'all, right? We can leave, we can go, we just have to stay connected to God and we're all good, right? Thank you. Um, it's, it seems simple, but I, I feel like it's probably not because we're humans, right? Um, the good news is we don't have to do everything by ourselves. Um, the branch doesn't make fruit by itself. We don't have to make fruit by ourselves. Um, and what happens is, is that Jesus 
prunes us. God prunes us, okay? I, I just don't like this word. Like, I, it just kind of makes me uncomfortable. I don't really know why. I don't know if it's just like the absence of... I, I don't know. I just don't like the word prune. But anyways, it's here and it's, I feel like it's in bold, so I feel like we have to talk about it. So the word prune means to remove, which I don't really like, or to cleanse. I like that. I can get on board with cleanse. So let's go with that. Prune means to cleanse. So again, I know nothing about gardening, right? So I had to do my research, um, which I actually got off of a vineyard website. How crazy is that? So... um, I know, not crazy. Grapevine pruning is one of the most important steps that gardeners take when they're taking care of their vineyard. Pruning happens during the winter, and it affects the quality of the grapes. So if you go one more slide, this is kind of more of a winter shot. Um, And pruning, y'all, is tedious. Okay, listen to how tedious this is because I would last for a hot second. Pruning grapevines is the longest and most laborious task gardeners endure each year. Vines go into dormancy in November, losing the last of their leaves and leaving only bare canes. Those who work in the vineyard must then spend the next four months of winter hand-cutting the vines... Hand cutting, mind blown, the vines canes from the previous growing season with the goal of leaving the precise number of buds to create a balanced crop once the grapevine awakens from its winter nap. New growth occurs during the beginning of spring. Well, this tells me a lot. First off, it tells me that gardeners of vineyards are very precise and very hardworking and pay attention to detail. They are very intentional. And I like to think that God is that. I like to think that God pays attention to us. I like to think that God is really intentional. And I think if we look at our lives, we can see that God is really intentional. We see that he loves us and he pays attention to us. So just like, I mean, Jesus knew what he was doing when he was talking about this. When he used this vine metaphor, he knew exactly what he was doing because he knew way more about gardening a vineyard than I did. Um, So Jesus is basically, you know, he's basically telling them how important they are to God at the same time. Because can you imagine hand cutting something for four months? I just can't, y'all. I can't do it. Um... So being connected to Jesus means that we bear fruit. Jesus, God is God prunes us, God cleanses us. Isn't that word? Doesn't that word just run smoother? God cleanses us so that we can grow fruit. Um, and so I think what is happening here is Jesus is moving, moving to more of an application towards the end of these. I mean, it's really nice to think that, oh, here we are. We are the branches. Jesus is the vine. This is really nice. All we have to do is stay connected to Jesus. But sometimes staying connected to Jesus gets hard um, because there is application there. Because in verse 8, it says two things. It says, bear much fruit. And it said, become my disciples. And these are not the same things. These are two different things. Because to bear fruit is to do the work of love. So that's an action. That's application. 
And the tangible, that is the tangible sign of discipleship. Okay, so when it says bear much fruit, and it says become my disciples, it's saying that we have to go, we have to do with our hands. We have to apply this to our lives. So our work, the church's work, as those who love Jesus, our work basically is to continue what Jesus started. Because this is what brings joy to God when we bear fruit. And honestly, I think it should bring us joy too, right? Yeah. Um, when I think when I think about joy and I think about following Jesus, I was I was praying about this and I was I was thinking about the next few months at Mosaic. Um, we are getting ready to be in transition. Um, and I know that that's a hard thing to think about. I don't, I don't know that I necessarily like transition. Like, I, I just feel like maybe it makes me uncomfortable, like the word pruning makes me uncomfortable. Um, but I know that if we stay connected to Jesus, that it's as simple as that. That we will continue to bear fruit. That we will continue um, to be successful in whatever successful looks like for us um, and whatever it looks like for God. And so when I was thinking about this and I was thinking about not missing out on what God calls us to do, not missing out on that fruit and how hard it is sometimes to say yes to, to God. It's hard, but I think that we have to say yes to God um, in order to bear that fruit. And when we are connected to him, we want to say yes to God, right? We want that whatever that is that he's calling us into. The greatest joy is following Jesus. And we're told right here in the last verse, verse 11, if I can find it. Um, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. The greatest joy is following Jesus, and Jesus says it here. He's telling us these things because he wants joy to be in us. And if we aren't connected to Jesus, if we, the branches, aren't connected to the vine, then we aren't connected to true joy. We can find joy in other things, right? Like, we can find joy in money for a hot minute. Maybe good food. I mean, I can find some joy in good food, but that doesn't last long either. Um, we can find joy in friends, but friends are human and sometimes they hurt us. Um, nothing on earth is as strong of a foundation as Jesus. And nothing on earth is going to give us the joy that Jesus gives us. And if we are disconnected from him, if we are just branches scattered on the ground, then we don't have that joy. We don't have that life. And we're definitely not going to be bearing any fruit. All three of these elements, the gardener, God, the vine, I feel like I should have done like a Venn diagram. Um, the vine, Jesus, and the branches, us, are essential to the production of fruit. There cannot be fruit without the roots bringing the branches nourishment. There cannot be fruit without Jesus bringing us nourishment. And there cannot be nutrients in the branches if they are not pruned. What does this matter for us? 
Does it matter if we bear fruit? I think so. The good news is we can all take a deep breath um, because God is in control and he's a big God and he's good at being God. We don't have to understand everything um, and we don't have to know how to walk through everything and we don't have to know how to bear this perfect fruit because we are connected to Jesus and Jesus is connected to God. So this morning... Um, as the band comes back up, our worship team, I guess I should say, comes back up, I want us to think about those two actions mentioned here. Bearing fruit and being disciples. What does that look like in our lives? How does that look for Mosaic for the next couple of months? So I want to invite you, you can stand and sing, you can sit and reflect, um, whatever you need to do to be comfortable in this moment, but I want to invite you just to spend some time with God and to think about those things.